I'm Kevin Cheedy, and you're listening to the Not Bitter Just Better podcast. This is the Not Bitter Just Better podcast. The Everton Hour, straight, straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to week 7 of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. New and improved, Mr Johnny Seven here with Mark Mach. What's improved about it, John? Uh, I don't know, just what people say after a bit of a reboot, isn't it? You've got a better view behind you today. Usually you've just got a blank wall, now I can see sky. Yeah, I can see sky, but unfortunately with that comes all kinds of uh, storm, storm Dennis's at the moment. No, that's well finished, that. Storm Dennis, Dennis Strackle-Acey. Storm Dennis Strackle-Acey. Um, Storm Dennis has gone. So, yeah, anyway, well, OK, just a bit of pitter-patter of rain and the odd bit of wind and the odd siren. That's all right, isn't it? Good view. Guess what I've just found out? Go on. It's somebody's birthday today. We're going to start this podcast with a game. Which ex-Everton legend turns 39 today? 39. Uh, it's not Scott Gemmell, is it? <laughs> Scott Gemmell's about 50, isn't he? <laughs> uh, what, how could that be the first name of Posse Gillette, Scott Gemmell? I was thinking about the least legendary Everton player. <laughs> so, um, Far you, more legendary than that. Van der Meide. No. No, you're thinking the wrong way. Uh, I mean, proper legend. Proper legend? Okay, Tim Cahill. No, we... Tim Cahill, yeah? No. This could go on a while. Do you to give you the clue? Go on, give me a clue. He wants me. He wants caused a pitch invasion. Tony Ibby? Tony Ibby, 39 today. Could still he, do a job. Still do still, a job. He could still, uh, yeah, he could still knock uh, wingers into Rosette, yeah? Nice one. i just seen that on Facebook as I was getting, uh, getting the news together. Well, it gives us something to start with, seeing as though we've got no game to reflect on. And I, I, I was like, um and an hour, and what the hell are we going to talk about for five minutes? No, there's been the odd few Premier League games going on, hasn't there? Um, Spawny Spears getting a last-minute winner. Didn't help our push for Europe, but um, not too much to talk about, really. Staggered winter break, the first one. I, I don't like it. It's too late. Too late and just a bad idea. Who cares if players are tired? I don't. How can he be tired? It's what squads are for. Yeah, it's annoying. It really is annoying. Uh, I don't know if it's been a success or not. Who knows? Uh, But we've had no game to reflect on, apart from uh, the comeback of one certain uh, miracle worker, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, So I guess we should just go straight into the news, Mark. Let's do it. Okay, so you sent me a little bit of news before, uh, and it seems to revolve a lot around the new ground and more corporate side of things. With with there being no game, there's not a whole lot of uh, that kind of thing to talk about. So it might be a little bit bitty, 
this this news but for people who aren't from the area uh, it might be a little bit more insight because it's it's uh, it's been a long time coming these plans hasn't it and uh, th- there was still some uh, doubt about whether the new ground would go ahead but it seems to be pretty much underway now yeah very much so i mean you know we're very pessimistic over it aren't we because of all the false storms we've had you know gone right the way back to king's dock uh kirby you know proposed plans for walton all avenue there's this you know this new ground saga has been dragging on for what 20 years maybe yeah it's got to be close on that hasn't it um but this is the one, you know, that I think we really feel confident about. And every time a new stage of the planning comes out or, you know, a little bit more gets revealed, uh, it looks more and more likely that will happen. And to me, you know, the things that will come out over the last couple of days show that it's 100% happening. Uh, you don't start, you know, uh, getting contractors involved and actually releasing dates of when certain stages of the work will be completed if, you know, you're not pushing forward with it. So, but before we go into new ground, uh, should we do it chronologically the news this week? Because I think it all sort of ties in with each other. And earlier on in the week, there was um, a, a shock announcement, you could say, possibly, because I don't think anyone had sort of seen it coming. Um, the Blues cancelled the deal with Sports Pisa. Did you, I, I, have, I haven't followed this that much, you know, being a great blue that I am. Because it's just, I mean, sponsors are sponsors, aren't they? Uh, it, it just doesn't really bother me that much. Uh, it will do if we end up getting a, like a mega sponsor and uh, getting mega bucks from it. But ultimately, it's by the by. I thought Chang was all right, Sport Pesa, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's quite rare, though, for a club to, to come out of a deal early. We had a five-year deal with Sport Pesa, or Pisa, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and I think we've we're three years into that deal, so we're terminating at the end of the season, so two years early. Um, I just think the timing is, you know, very symbolic. I suppose uh, sports Pisa have had problems. They're obviously they're the Kenyan betting firm, and they've had a lot of issues back in in Kenya. They were losing the license, and I think they, you know, a few dodgy dealings. Um, and I think also, I think the club are just looking to get away from the whole gambling side of things. There's a lot of gambling sponsors around football. And I think there's a pressure on the FA at the minute and the government to to ban gambling sponsors as much as they did with alcohol sponsors. Um, so, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of things from the club saying that they, they're looking to get into more of a prestige brand, like a, a big car maker or... Uh, you know, an airline or something, but I think worst kept secret on Merseyside is probably that we might just go to a company from Russia or one of many companies from Russia. Yeah, like what? Um, well, I don't think we're going to go for the Russian version of Coke. Um, I'd say the the word megaphone keeps popping up a lot around Goodison these days. Could that not just be? Uh, in line to be, you know, a, a, a stadium sponsor, or well, let's see, USM sponsor Finch Farm. Yeah. Uh, just I can't off the top of my head think who owns USM. Yeah. Megaphones popped up all over the ground. I'm sure, some Russian fella owns them as well, and uh, 
Usmanov's paid for the um, the first option on the naming rights as well. We had a laugh on the podcast the other week saying, you know, he's going around sponsoring traffic cones, 30 yeah. million a pop. Um, to me, it screams that it's just, it's a wait. I think, I d- I'm sure that, you know, people a lot more financially in the know than me will probably be shaking their heads at what I'm saying here. But from an outsider, and I, you know, I'm certainly no financial expert. Um, I would say this looks like it's a way of getting around financial fair play. Yeah, I've seen by, that doing the rounds a lot, yeah. By having, you know, by not declaring Usmanov as an owner, then, and keeping him as an external sponsor, I think he can put more money in that way. That's how. That's what it looks like to me, because I think you'd have to use your commercial revenues, don't you? Your sponsorship revenues and that to balance off against what you're spending. So if he comes in and says, well, I'll sponsor the club for, I don't know, some daft amount. I think the last sponsorship was something like 20 million a season. If he comes in and says 80 million a season, I don't see what's wrong with that. And then why that we can't just use that money. I, um, I have my doubts over that though, because surely they'll be going through everything with a fine tooth comb. And, you can't just pay over the odds just because he wants to get in the back door, so to speak. Can he? Yeah, but is he paying over the odds? Because if, I don't know, say for instance, if uh, Man City spun, well, no, Man City aren't the best example, are they, no. actually, at the minute? All right, say Man United sponsorship deal. If, if they're getting paid 60 million a season, and then somebody's wanting to sponsor us 60 million, I'd just say that's paying over the odds. We're in the same league. We have the same TV coverage. They're, they're not in the Champions League at the minute. We're not in the Champions League at the minute. So, uh, how, surely as long as you don't go ridiculous and say $8 billion, you know, who decides? I, I honestly think, you know, the men at the top, your Macheries, uh, your Usmanov, those type of people, they've gone through the financial fair play and looked at work. How can we inject cash into this club now because we need to build and they probably looked for all the loopholes and they probably found a couple and this is probably part of that looking for loopholes you're on dodgy territory though aren't you you're on dodgy ground if they're looking at that and i think there's got to be uh it's got to be a relative amount so if you look at uh united's income worldwide even uh just nationally they are. I'm, I'm sure they're still. Are they the richest club in the world still? Or second I think they, or haven't they just. Haven't they just dropped this year? I think they've dropped this year down to about third or fourth, possibly. But still, we're we're nowhere near. Are we 19th richest in the world now, just because of our backers? Something like that. Um, I I I I just don't. It seems a little bit dodgy. And no, but that that's separate. That is separate from a sponsorship deal, isn't it? Anyone can have a. a a sponsorship deal, isn't it? Like, I don't know, Brighton could go out tomorrow and get a sponsorship deal from Apple and Apple could sponsor them the world. That 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 doesn't matter, the richness of the club. But you've got to look at, as in terms of why would any sponsorship company pay over the odds? Now, that's where it's a grey area, isn't it? Who decides what over the odds is? But it's, it's very transparent that the involvement of Usmanov, isn't it? 
if he suddenly then pays over the odds, it just looks flaky. So they're going to investigate it further. Yeah, I think I think I read I think somewhere the other day that the sports pizza deal was the eighth richest or the eighth highest paid deal in the Premier League. I think we were one behind West Ham, who have they Betway or someone they're in another betting company anyway. Um, when you look at the league table, you know eighth. That's probably right for Everton, isn't it? That's generally where we tend to finish, around about eighth. Um, but say if a company came in and gave us, I don't know, the third richest deal in the com- in the, the league or the fourth richest deal, that's probably at least double or maybe treble what we get now. And as long as we're pushing for fourth in the league or we're there or thereabouts, then how is that? Why would that be outrageous? I suppose it's just it's just very new for us, isn't it? It was very new when we got money to spend and we've like uh, Everton millions, all that kind of stuff. New for us, even though you know the we were known as the Maisie Millionaires a, a long time ago. But we haven't known that in our lifetimes until you know up until quite recently, and it hasn't worked out that great for us, has it? Let's face it. So I'm a little bit wary over it. Well. People are saying that hasn't worked out for us, but we could still qualify for the Champions League this year. You know, yeah. if you qualify for the Champions League this year, then you've got to sort of step back and go, hang on. Shady came in, what, three years ago, maybe? And within three years, we'll qualify for the Champions League. I think then the whole argument of the recruitment's been terrible, the spending's been terrible, uh, you know, that's got turned on its head. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh I think you you put on Facebook the, the other day, didn't you? I know it's most of it's just to wind your red shite mates up, but <laughs> it is it, it is very indicative the, the 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 fact that we've got a chance of qualifying for the Champions League, an outside chance. How shit this year has been in the Premier League. I mean, the quality of the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. awful. I mean, been... look look at City. I think. What, what... I read something. You look at how many games or how many points City have dropped this season compared to last season. It's it's just unbelievable, the difference. And then I read somewhere else, something like Chelsea have lost as many home games this season as they did between 2007 and 2014. That's crazy, some, yeah. Some, it was something, I mean, I'm probably getting them years wrong, but it was some mad, crazy, like, 10-year. So, you know... It is. And my point the other day was, you know, as soon as Liverpool go and play a decent side in Europe, they get beat. You know, yep. and you don't even have a shot on target. So everyone's making out like there's some absolute world-beating super side. But I think just generally, a lot of clubs are having an off year this year. And it's a big rebuilding year. And I think a lot of clubs are rebuilding because of the way City were, not because of the way Liverpool were. Do you think uh, Chelsea getting stung as well and having to use youth? That's having a knock-on effect on clubs as well. Well, it is, yeah. But, I mean, I think that'll benefit Chelsea in the, in the long run. I think Chelsea will be a good side next year. really do. Yeah. I mean, if we end up benefiting from it and get into Europe, kind not kind of through the back door, because obviously we'll, we'll earn it. You know, great. We can build on for seasons and seasons and seasons to come, can't we? So, hopefully. Yeah. And obviously, I know we mentioned before, Spurs picking up three points, um, but they've also, 
you know, Kane's out for a long time, and uh, I think we should uh, just have him in a silence because obviously they've now lost their son. Did you, did you pray for him? Did you pray for him? Pray, pray, pray for Son. He, he's a saint, remember? Saint Son. We should um, all. I, all I don't like think um, a minute's silence translates too well. So should we have a period of applause? Do you think? <laughs> I. Yeah. It's ironic, isn't it, that uh, Andre's coming back just as a. Uh, Son probably misses the rest of the season, hopefully. I wonder whether Seamus went in and consoled him. Possibly. Um, yeah, so we wait and see who the new sponsors. We went off on a tangent then, but we'll wait to see who the new, the new sponsor is going to be. But it's going to be um, from a. I'm trying to think what the word is. I was going to say, what's what's the word I'm looking for when it's something to do with the look? Aesthetic. From an aesthetic point of view, um, Devon shirt's going to be very different next season, especially if there's no Umbro and no sports piece, eh? Yeah. And it, I we, say it's going to be very different. It'll be blue with white writing on. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's possibly, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we, we hinted a little bit before at the, the new grounds. We started going into that, into that a little bit. Um, I've seen a few red shite pop up on, uh, on social media and saying about... Um, you know, it's meant to be underway by now. They haven't even started draining that area. How can it? How can a club with a stand like that comment? And I've never known a, a, a phrase to me more appropriate now. Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. FC Big Stand up there, FC Greenhouse, are making comments about our proposed ground move. Um. What I don't surely to drain the dock, you just pull the plug out, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I thought you just pull the plug out, you'd fill that with soil, plant some grass on it, and you're, you're halfway there, then aren't you? You've got a pitch. <laughs> Is that not how it works now? Uh, possibly, possibly not. So that, that's, that's a two week job, isn't it? Listen, let them sit there in the push chair and, uh, and be jealous. They can sit there with. The, they're getting a second stand now, aren't they? A second big stand. So uh, they'll have an even. Big stand. They'll have an even wonkier looking ground. Yeah. Um. I mean, haven't they got bigger things to concentrate on than us getting our ground? Just sad, 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 sad. Uh, so yeah. the schedule of works you mentioned before unveiled and uh, New Year 2024. It looks to be complete. If you look at the spares grounds, you know, the, the delays with that, hopefully we, we don't face the same problems. Um, but, you know, it's not as immediate as we thought it might be, but it's going to give us time to build a squad fitting for a new ground like that, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose... It depends how that goes, doesn't it? I mean, if you look at Arsenal when they were building the Emirates, they, at that point then, they, you know, really pulled back on investing in the squad, didn't they? They, they sort of went through a period of not spending big amounts because of the money they were pumping into the ground. I don't know how feasible it's going to be that we can, you know, finance the ground and spend like we have been spending on the squad as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether we can or not. Um, it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I can't remember if that figure's been revealed, but I don't know how much the 
the club are saying the ground's going to cost. Can you remember a figure being bandied around? No, no idea. But any big build, any, well, any build. Hang on. I lost <laughs> my microphone for a minute. Um, any build never comes in on budget. I can't think of anything. If you've ever watched Grand Designs, they always go, yeah, I'm going to build this 10-bedroomed house for 250000 and it ends up costing a million quid. So I'd imagine if it's a 400 million budget, it's probably going to be 600 million yeah. by the end of it. And the other thing is, I've never seen anything come in on schedule either. Yeah. So I think if you look at that schedule where I think it's meant to be done, isn't it, by after the start of the season on 2023. By the time you have your delays, your safety testing, there's people saying you think it could be the start of the year, uh, 2024. I think more realistically, the start of the 2024-25 season. So that will give us four more seasons at Goodison. Well, just going with that, and you're saying about will we have money to invest in the squad there? Hopefully, with a little bit of stability, we've not got you know the, the greatest squad in the world, but we've got a core of young players. Hopefully, if we have a manager who's there for a few years now, he won't go out and have to do that new manager investment where he brings all his own players in. Uh, you know, work with the core of what we've got, bring the odd one or few, uh, one or one or two in. And I think that's the main investment, isn't it? You get a manager in, he has to go out and spend 100 million straight away. Then you bring another one in because he hasn't worked out. You've got to pay that manager off. And then you've got to get rid of those players for half the price and then get spend another 100 million. Hopefully we won't have to do that. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of Blues aren't going like to like to hear this, but four years is a long time, isn't it? Before you move into a ground, and let's face it, it could be just a case of, you know, the squad has to evolve over that time. It could be a case of in two years' time, we sell with Charleston for 150 million and we invest in some more younger players. At some that is gonna happen at some point. That is inevitable. You know, if the Charleston keeps going the way he's going, at some point he will move on from Everton. So we've just got to strategically do that and make sure that money gets invested properly. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the pie-in-the-sky kind of dream is that we push on far enough that Richarlison doesn't need to move and he gets a success with us. Yeah, you know? but you, even saying that, you know, you look back at the old United teams when they were winning Champions League and league titles every year. Ferguson still lends sole players for big money to to keep on evolving the squad and refreshing the squad. You, you know, you'd have, you, these things happen and... Um, I, that's how that's how I can see the club financing itself through the build of the ground by, you know, your top top players if you can get top top money for them doing it, uh, and then re- reinvesting half or three quarters of that money on two or three players, and then only what if you buy three players and they're all young, only one of them players then has to go on to be big money again, doesn't he? And, it, and it's it's self sufficient. Yeah. Do you think, just going back to that, do you think Richarlison is on a par with those players or has the potential? To, I mean, he's got the potential to be, but just looking at it, his growth. On a par with what players? Like those top, 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 uh, top shelf, uh, top of the range, top of the tree. 
United players like you know Ronaldo who had to be moved on. Has he got the potential to go on and be that good? Ronaldo's a big shout, isn't he? Like, let's yeah. face it, he, Ronaldo's probably one of the top three players of our lifetime. Him, Messi, and maybe, I don't know, Fat Ronaldo or something, possibly. You know, they, they, Ronaldo is a special case. I don't think Richardson will ever hit the heights of him, but you look around the rest of the world game and where's the really outstanding players? You know, Mbappe is obviously, you know, right up there. But then people are talking about Jaden Sancho being one of the best players in the world. Well, I, can, I don't see much difference between Richardson and Jaden Sancho, and, and that's not me being biased. Okay. Uh, so the ground stuff, it's very, uh, obviously, figure orientated at the moment. A lot of dates, uh, a lot of potential you know, costs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the contractor, Lango Rourke, good old Lang. Yeah, I mean, to anyone who is from Liverpool or, you know, the North West in general, you'll have seen Lango Rourke signs around. Well, you're you're looking out, shaking your head, aren't you? <laughs> no. they're, uh, they're pretty much any, like, big build in Liverpool, you know, will be Lango Rourke. It, there used to be two companies. There used to be Lango Raw and used to be Carillion. Carillion got the contract for the the Royal Liverpool Hospital and completely screwed it up and went bust. So Carillion are not around anymore, leaving Lango Raw to do any sort of major industrial build. I think I'm I'm 99% certain they did the big stand over there. Great. So they are, but you know. I know we're turning our, our nose up at that, but they are the top boys at this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, again, the club seemed to have gone the right way and, and not cheaped out on it like we'd all expect. Uh, Dan Mice seems to be, you know, a top, top architect and, and they've obviously gone for the top contractors as well. Good stuff. Better than getting bargain-based and stuff, isn't it? And just coming out with, uh, you know, uh, FC Little and Remicas Stadium twice in a, two, uh, two weeks in a row. Yeah, I mean, they, they could have, you know, it's Everton, isn't it? They could have just got John Smith and Son, couldn't they? Plumbers yeah. and uh, plasterers. And then said, yeah, lads, come build that. But no, I say they're done. And to me, it is exciting. You look at those start dates and, you know, September 2020, what's that, like six months away? Will you be able to go down to Bramley Moor Dock and there's going to be people working there and, you know, steel getting erected. Russian yeah. steel getting erected. Aye, aye, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I do some, uh, some band stuff down there, and obviously, you're right opposite, and I keep waiting for something to happen. And obviously, over the next, uh, you know, next eight months, nine months, year, that's going to be a lot more uh, pressing, isn't it? And then, when you say band stuff, I take you mean like playing music in a band, not doing like band things. Like, no, 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 not, not bands, not. <laughs> not banned illicit not stuff. Not illegal, no. Okay. <laughs> no, not not like not like that. No, like music stuff. Yeah, uh, down there and yeah. So I mean, it, it's going to be exciting down there. There's going to be a lot of changes, isn't there? But it's uh, it's going to probably it's going to knock knock a lot of businesses in County Road uh, out of out of. Well, it's going to knock them out of business. A lot of them, isn't it? So will they try and move down that end, or is it going to be? Uh, I don't know. It's all. I don't, it's 
that's all going to start coming out over the next few years, isn't it? What the plan is for there, what the plan is with Goodison. Um, you know, seeing different things muted about, but uh, yeah, it's going to be all changed. But I say we're talking four years, aren't we, down the line? So still quite a bit of time to sort all that sort of stuff out. Just not to go get too caught up in this, but there are there are a lot of protected buildings down there. Obviously, all the uh, all the docks and all that kind of stuff. But even further along from there, I mean, another musical place along there, Vulcan Studios, and they've been. They've, Council been trying to buy that for years for you know you know hundreds of thousands up to a million and they can't do any with it they can't knock it down because because it, it's uh, it's it's protected so the plans I've seen all of that has been kind of uh, refurbed renewed and they've only just knocked knocked a lot of that up is that not on the other side of the dock road though. Isn't it the majority is. is going to be the dock side behind the big, huge dock walls, isn't it? That's where the majority of the regeneration is. I That's think, you know. All the stand area and the walkway and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but all along that strip, they're meant to be uh, doing a lot of stuff as well. So, I, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. But, I mean, we have gone off on one a little bit here, but it's going to be interesting to see in, over the next few years what changes that, that are around there. They have been trying to widen the city walls for a long time, haven't they? Uh, so they've gone a lot towards, uh, you know, the rope works and into the Baltic, widened town that way. And now... The, Even you know, coming out towards towards Goodison, up towards Great Omer Street, you look at all that uh, development around about, you know, Notre Dame, there's a new Sainsbury's and stuff there, isn't it? And it's almost stretching to the point of the bottom of Walton Road now, isn't it? You could almost class that pretty much as part of the city centre. Yeah. So yeah, exciting times. Uh, the nice little walk from there into town afterwards on the ale. So looking forward to that side of things when I'm what 45, 50. <laughs> That'll be interesting. What off the top of your head? What's your thoughts on? You're going to be sitting behind the goal still. Is that what we're going to be doing? I I I mean we've been sat we've been sat with the fellas we're sat next to and it's it's funny isn't it because you don't see them for three months and then. You know, you get there, the game, uh, first game of the season. It's all right, fellas, and all that kind of stuff. And then you all start taking the piss out of each other again. And then it's uh, it's just like you've never been away. And I, I don't think many people will want that to change because it's it, it's part of your uh, routine, isn't it? So I'd have thought, kind of, you know, maybe this is just me being all, you know, sentimental, but all kind of get together kind of thing and try and get the same kind of seats but there was there's a ground somewhere now i'm totally unprepared for this because i wasn't expecting to to talk about this but there is a club that's just had the new ground or is in the process of getting new ground and they've offered the season ticket holders um basically what they call comparison seats so if you choose your comparison seat you will be pretty much in exactly the same part of the ground and you will be sat by the people who you used to sit by as long as they choose comparison seats. I mean, a few of them will probably want to get away from us talking shit, but, you know, and I want to get away. I, I hope some of them do because some of them don't have to waffle. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why we picked those seats. When when I first had my season ticket, used to go and it was unreserved. So we just kind of sit around where we sit anyway. So I think I missed one season, uh, one season deadline, and ended up having to sit three seats down, and then um, I got my seat back. 
So I think that's just where I like sitting anyway. So I think that the lads behind us, around us, they're all probably the same. So, yeah. To me, it depends where if the safe standing comes in. Yeah. And then I'd rather stand. Think about that, though. I mean, I'm, we are getting on a bit now, you know, lads. So I'd still rather stand. Well, you don't know in five years. I've do got you? a good 20 years of standing in me. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Okay, enough new ground stuff, because, I mean, we'll probably revisit this in about a year's time and then another two years' time and then four years' we'll time. We'll probably revisit it next week if we've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely been a slow week. Uh, the, the other big news that you've put, yeah, obviously uh, great news for Evertonians, and I hinted at it a little bit before. A bit of a miracle, really, considering the extent of his injury. Uh, Gomez back, played 60 minutes in, of a uh, closed-door game and could be even ready to start against Arsenal. Yeah, I don't think he'll start, really. I think, you know, especially with a winning side at the minute, I think he, there's an outside chance he'll make the bench. Um, and then, who knows, if he'll get, get a bit of game time or whatever. But yeah, as you say, Behind closed doors game. Um, I was dead intrigued to find out who we played, you know, who we got down to have a game against, but apparently it was just, you know, a mix of the under-23s in the first team just playing 11. So, to me, that's more of just a training session, isn't it, than an actual game? But I think it, the, the, it was full pelt, whoever was there. Um, and I say, yeah, 60 minutes. So, um, I would say bench at best going into the weekend. But, uh, yeah, great to have him back. It definitely, I've, I've seen a few people uh, a few people shout, uh, good for the European push now. You know, we're, we're clinging on, we're doing well. Now, you know, possibly our best midfielder back for that running. You know, you've got to be looking at uh, improving the side, and the side's already doing well. Yeah, I think off the top of my head now, does that just leave Gabamon as the only real injured player? I can't think of anyone else, can you? Yeah, there's a, I mean, you've still got a few who've got... Wal- few. Uh, Walcott, obviously, last game he went off with the, the hamstring, didn't he? I don't know about what his fitness is. Yeah. Uh, a few little knocks in there, but, yeah, we don't know. I mean, he he, he does seem to be the long-term, and, you know, he, he's meant to have re-aggravated an injury, so, yeah. So, we don't know how long he's going to be out for, but... Gomez, amazing boost, and he must have been drinking loads and loads of milk, mustn't he? Loads of milk. Why is he drinking milk? Calcium for his bones, you know. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, because milk fixes broken bones, doesn't it? What are you on about? (laughs) That's what we got told in the 80s, wasn't it? (laughs) Milk! Milk, yeah. Yeah, you don't drink milk, because you know who drinks milk. Yeah, yeah, we don't drink milk. Uh, Okay, so... We'll leave that there. A lot of news, a lot of waffle, more about the, the ground kind of stuff. Uh, was there any other bits and bobs that have come up this week? Uh, not that I've noticed. Um, nothing new on, you know, kit suppliers or anything next year. Nothing new on any... I don't think we've even been linked to it many transfers this week, so nothing we're talking about anyway. There's been a, there's been a couple of links, and, you know, we've, we've approached about picking players up, but with the window shut, I mean, I don't know. You, you just don't know whether anything's happening behind closed door or, doors or not. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we will be back in a minute with a look ahead at the Arsenal game. 
This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Okay, so the Arsenal game away on Sunday, which I only discovered before when you messaged me, because I thought I was convinced it was Saturday for some reason. But, you know, I've, I've been out to touch a little bit. Uh, you seem like this this shocked you and that it was uh, an inconvenience when you found out it was on Sunday. Oh yeah, well I've been I've been talking about doing all kinds of things on Sunday because I was absolutely convinced the game was Saturday. So yeah, it might have scuppered me plans a little bit. But I suppose it's on it's on the telly anyway. We're not going, so I could do me plans and just watch it anyway. So not yeah, that much of inconvenience. It's the late game Sunday half four. Uh, live on Sky here in the UK and probably live in every other single country with the thoughts as well because that's the way the Premier League is these days. Um, tough game, I think. You know, it's the battle, isn't it? The two clubs who changed the manager on pretty much the same day. Yeah, so obviously uh, we were linked with a little bit with Artef there, but you know, I, I think once Arsenal expressed an interest, it was only one real destination for Al, Mikel. Well, you uh, say that, but they were also linked with Ancelotti. So, and he chose us over them. If you remember, it was a weird situation, wasn't it, where both teams were linked with both managers. Um, and obviously, we come out with Ancelotti and they come out with uh, Arteta. Yeah, and they haven't been fearing as well as we have since then. It's been weird for Arsenal, basically. They, they haven't really won any games under Arteta, but they haven't lost any either. They've been king of the draws um, up until last weekend where they absolutely destroyed Newcastle. Um, I think it finished 4-0, didn't it? So um, they have had a bit of an upturn in form. Obviously, the morale will be a bit higher. Um, they're starting to look more like what you would expect a Arteta-style team to look like. I watched that game last weekend. Um, and you know the football was a bit better um, so yeah clearly since the two managers took over we've been on a march up the table uh, and they're still behind us so you'd definitely say we've done better since the change of management but um, I don't think Arsenal have been doing too bad we, we've we moved back down to ninth now uh, now all the fixtures are being played and as you just said, Arsenal stood below us under the t- in the table. Arsenal on 34 in 10th position, and we're on uh, 36 in 9th. Uh, we can go back up to, well, probably 7th again. We've got the same problem. Sheffield United uh, have got plus 4. We've got minus 4. So we'd need you know, a solid win and Sheffield United to lose solidly as well. So uh, I think you've just got to be going away to Arsenal there and not losing. With games like this now, you know, closest rivals, any kind of away points, and pick, and it's 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 what it's what most most clubs want, isn't it? Going away, I, di- I disagree with that. To the fact that I think if you're going away and looking for the as it stands at the moment, if you're going away and looking for the draw, that's not ambitious. We with your closest rivals here, if we want to get to fifth or or even fourth, you know. We need to be beating these these teams. The next four games for me are the most crucial part of our season. I, I think you, I, I'm not sure I go with hoping for a draw. I'm just saying 
if you end up picking up a draw, you wouldn't be that disappointed. And then you I win your home be. games. Would you? It's Arsenal. I would. Yeah, I know matter. it's Arsenal. I know it's away. And I know they like come into good form. And when you look at them on paper, they have got some good players. When you look at that front four of Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, and that Pepe, who they paid like 19 million for or something, you know, you could say that's a little bit terrifying, couldn't you? But I just think at the minute, with form and ambition, we haven't really got anything to lose, have we? Well, we have. We're not qualifying for Europe, but let's have a good go with it. From now to the end of the season, let's have a proper go. Let's not go to places thinking, I hope we get a point. Let's go to places thinking, let's try and get the three points here. Yeah. Okay. Nice and optimistic from you. So. No, uh, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I think we will go there and easily get three points, but I'm thinking that's what the mindset should be. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that, 36 points, we're not far up uh, Sheffield United. Tottenham getting that. Last minute win the other day. They're on 40. Chelsea on 41 in fourth. We're not going to catch. We, we can't catch Leicester. But you know that Chelsea 41, five points away. That isn't. It isn't that mad to expect to catch that in 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 12 games. If, as you say, you want to be optimistic and get the best running. Yeah. Okay. I, I, as we all know, I don't do predictions. So now, are you going to put your money, so to speak, where your mouth is? Well, first off, I'm going to do me me one to watch, and I'm going to do it a bit differently this week. Usually, I pick the player you know who I think could do us damage, but I think the one to watch in this game is David Luiz, and I picked David Luiz because I think he could be the person who basically allows us to win the game. So, you watch David Luiz. If he has a dodgy game, I think that massively increases our chances of winning. Richarlison versus Luiz will be very, very interesting because I think Richarlison's the type of player David Luiz will lose his head with. My my prediction for the game is red card for David Luiz. That is my one prediction. I think Calvert-Lewin versus David Luiz, you're looking a little bit more... Yeah. He, the way he puts himself about, uh, he he doesn't necessarily like that type of game, uh, Luis, does he? He spits his dummy out a little bit. Uh, if we push them up high, Arsenal aren't the best at doing that, playing out from the back, even with a player like Luis, you know, that's his game, really. Uh, if we can push them up high like clubs have done to us, you know, you, you might be right there, yeah, so... And I've mentioned there from four, I think they will not be looking forward at the minute to playing against Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison and Bernard. I just think they'll think, you know, don't fancy that at the minute. I am going to say there's going to be goals in this game. And I am going to say, I'm going to go for a mad prediction this week. 3-2, Everton. 3-2, Okay. Of course we'd have that. Uh, Can you see um, Holgate coming back in? Uh, Possibly. Again, who knows what tactics Ancelotti is going to go for? Will he go for three at the back? Uh, if he's worried about, you know, those forward players I said before, perhaps we'll see Mina, Holgate and uh, Keane all start. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll give up trying to predict Ancelotti's starting teams. Um, we said before about Walcott. I don't know what his level of fitness is. Uh, the press conference won't be until 
tomorrow, will it? If it's, a, it's Thursday today. So press conference will be Friday going into the game on Sunday. Um, so we wait and see. Yeah, I can see Holgate coming back in because he's a little bit more mobile and keen. Uh, I think it'll be wing-backs. I, do. I think it'll be three centre-halves and wing-backs. I'm not too sure about that. I can see I can see us doubling up on that right-hand side again, even though it wasn't that successful against Palace. Uh, but um, Sidibe coming in for Walcott starting, just to shore it up a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, Awobi might come in, and it'll be interesting to see how, how he does against his former club. Uh, I think Delft might come straight back in for pot, probably Schneiderlin, even though he had the better game out of uh, Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson. Uh, and then I think, obviously, the front two picked themselves. Uh, oh, hopefully, Bernard keeps his place. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just a quick note, because my battery's about to die as well. Um, does Arteta get a good reception from the Blues fans at the Emirates, do you think, or, or not? I think, yes. I think... The way it's changed now... I, I think Even though he could have possibly come to us as manager and decided to go to Arsenal? I don't think it was ever offered, though. So, yeah. I think uh, away fans are a little bit little bit more forgiven than um, home fans as well. I think he'll get a good reception just for the fact that we're happy we're, that we got Ancelotti. You know, I think we got the better, the better end of the deal, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, nice one. So we've got a 3-2 score prediction. David Luiz, the man to watch for the wrong reasons, well, right reasons for us. And uh, hopefully, if we do get that, we can hope for Wolves to uh, drop points, uh, United to drop points, and Sheffield United to get hammered, and we might be up sixth by then. So that'll be good. Uh, And then, obviously, next week, it'll be back to uh, the full standard podcast we'll be able to talk about this game uh hopefully we'll have some news to talk about and then preview the the game the following week yep 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 nice nice one okay so podcast coming to you a little bit late today so we're recording a thursday morning uh so not not your usual 12.01 a.m thursday morning more like 12.01 p.m thursday so yeah thanks for Hanging on. Thanks for listening to us uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever else. Are we on Google Podcasts? I've got no idea. I'm going to have a little look. Uh, but if, if you, you are listening on a browser, just go and subscribe. Uh, leave us some ratings. Tell your friends. All that good stuff. And we're getting back there, Blues. So, anything else to add, Mark? Happy birthday, Ibo. Ibo. Uh, yeah, catch you later, Blues. Bye.